Good morning, America. This is the Cats Roundtable. John Katzmatis here Sunday morning. Well, I'm updating Europe. You think we're having a hard time? I think Europe is having a harder time. Uh, with us today is Mario Economo to give us an update. Mario, tell us what's going on in Europe. Yes, good morning, everyone. The news in Europe is inflation, 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 inflation. All across the European Union, all across the Eurozone, countries are bringing in record numbers with respect to inflation. And it looks like there is no end in sight. In fact, it looks like uh, this will continue, we're being told in Europe, by various banks, by various investment houses, that this will continue well into 2024, meaning almost two years from now, uh, we will still be experiencing this. This is largely due to the energy situation in Europe and the fact that the sanctions on Russia have not really worked. In fact, they've worked in Russia's favor and against the European Union's and the Eurozone's uh, interests. Well, I mean, uh, I guess uh, Russia is making a ton of money on oil. Uh, Saudi Arabia uh, is making a ton of money on oil. Uh, uh, Iran is making money. I mean, everybody, the oil-producing uh nations i guess are uh sucking the blood out of uh the uh the people that need the energy what say you yeah so here's the thing this is what's happening now in europe uh, if you look at the uh, energy wholesale market and you look at what the prices are running at between four and five hundred euros per megawatt hour that's roughly triple where they were a year ago and there are people saying that more likely than not, by November, we could be looking at 900 to 1,000 euros per megawatt hour. These numbers are unsustainable. There is nothing any European government can do in Europe to be able to provide subsidies of this uh, level in order to support the population. Um, on the back of all of this, Russia's Gazprom has said that due to the sanctions and the fact that they're unable to sell the volume of natural gas that they used to, they're going to actually need to increase the price. And they're talking something along the lines of doubling the price. If, in fact, that does happen, then we're looking at an even worse scenario across the European Union, across the Eurozone, and uh, we will definitely be looking at industries shutting down in order to divert energy to households. Agree. Now, are the Germans getting any smarter? I mean, they... They, they, they wanted to tear down their entire system and go green and be dependent on the Russians for, for their blood. Uh, their nuclear plants, are they still operating? or what, What's going on? No, uh, there is a push for a uh, move back to nuclear. They are trying to desperately and quickly increase their consumption of coal, of lignite, and to power uh, to, to generate power uh, from lignite. You have another problem with nuclear power in Europe at the moment, and especially in France. Given the recent droughts and given the recent heat waves, uh, many of the rivers, many of the lakes that the water from those is used to cool down the nuclear reactors have actually gone down, or in many cases, there is no more water. Therefore, these nuclear power plants are unable to operate at the levels they used to, and many of them are down to 60 or 70 percent of the capacity that they were able to offer before. That, of course, has a flip side to it. It means that the natural gas price goes up, uh, which in turn means the energy wholesale price goes up. So on literally every level, anything that you could think of that's the worst-case scenario is actually materializing in the energy world of the European Union. 
So not only do you need uranium to 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 run a nuclear plant, you need water. And, and you uh, need a lot of water. Correct. Wow. How many plants are still running in uh, Germany? Uh, my understanding is Germany actually does not really have any nuclear power plants, but because France does and because of the energy grid and the way it's set up in Europe, Germany is able to get energy from France. Um, however, nuclear power plants take a long time to either restart if you've shut them down or to build. So I don't think that that's a viable option in the short term. Uh, there is something else which Germany is trying to do. It's actually announced it's going to decrease the VAT. That's a value-added tax that's on everything in Europe. Um, it's essentially a sales tax, the equivalent of a sales tax in the U.S., and they've uh, decided they're going to drop that from uh, the 19% on many of the goods and products there uh, down to 7%. So they're trying to make a case to the German people that the government's there to help them. The chancellor of Germany was actually at a town hall speaking outside to the public. Uh, he was trying to reassure them. He was booed and he was jeered, and he was basically told by everybody to go home. So I don't think the German people believe him. That being said, the numbers oh, yeah, still yeah. pull heavily in favor of supporting the Ukraine. Now, uh, I mean, the the thing we uh, we say in the United States, we're as mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. Is that the way the Germans are getting or the French are getting? Uh, I don't think we're there yet, but I definitely expect to see that uh, in the early stages of the winter. I think many Europeans at that point, it, it's difficult to say that you are supporting something when you don't really know what the true impact of that support is going to be. When they start to see when winter rolls around, and I think everybody is praying for in Europe a very mild winter, but if in fact a harsh winter does come down on Europe, I think many people are going to start scratching their heads and they're going to start questioning the overall level of support that they've given not only to Ukraine but in backing the United States. In uh, fact, I don't believe... Many many people, excuse me if you'll just let me say, many people believe that NATO is stronger than ever. I think NATO is strong, but I think we're going to start seeing some very large cracks, both in the alliance but also in the European Union, with respect to what's going to be happening and coming in the coming months. Last question. The food that, that the Ukraine and uh, the Soviet Union, Soviet Union, Russia, said that they're going to move out of the Ukraine, is it moving smoothly or is there problems? Uh, I think it's moving smoothly overall, if you consider the shock to the system that it was. It is actually making its way out of the ports. It is actually making its way to various countries. I know a shipment was sent uh, recently to Kenya. Um, I think that uh, this brings us to a very important point, and if you look at the trade balance in the U.S., although we are still in America looking at a trade deficit, uh, the figures are actually turning. They're moving in the opposite direction, and we could actually see a balance eventually and even a surplus in the not-too-distant future. The reason for this, of course, being that the United States now has replaced Russia as the key supplier of fertilizer and um, of various food, wheat, uh, as well as natural gas. If well, this continues, expect America to come out, like I said many months ago, the biggest winner out of this war in the Ukraine, and expect Europe to come out the biggest loser. Mario, thank you, and we'll catch up again soon. Keep us informed. If there's anything urgent going on, just text us, and WABC has an obligation to, uh, to uh, reflect it to uh, everybody. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day.